Hello, welcome to episode 3 of Jay Chats, the podcast. We're on with Jack Chapman. He's a singer-songwriter from Nottingham. He's absolutely brilliant. If you've not heard of him, check him out on his Instagram. Today we're going to be chatting about music and not hip-hop for once. We try to mostly stay on topic, but we do veer a little bit. The music that we do talk about is going to be put into a playlist on Spotify called Jay Chats Music with Jack Chapman playlist. We'll keep the intro short for this one. Without further ado, here's the podcast. Um, I think I'm trying to think. I think one of the best things that kid, kids did to me was um, I had a tutor group, and it was when yeah. Liverpool lost in the Europa Cup final. <laughs> right. Um, they came in early right. to school and took one of my post-it pads and just wrote just loads of shit on post-it notes. Like, <laughs> ha-ha, losers, 3-1, runners. Do you know what I mean? Just constant stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. they went about yeah. hiding them about my about the room. Oh, no. So they're literally <laughs> hidden them everywhere from inside kids' books, inside textbooks, like underneath my mouse, in drawers, in like my notes. So you're like, so you were like finding them throughout the day then. For the, it lasted a month. Oh, I was finding these a month later because they're just like opened random <laughs> textbooks and just stuck them in. So I was Brilliant. teaching like another class, and there was like open. I said, right, textbooks to this page, sir. Why is there a, a poster here that says ha ha three one? <laughs> Fucking give me that, you little bastard. But then at the same time, I was like, that's fair play. I was like, that's good banner, that is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good prank because it's not just like a one-hit wonder. Like, it lasts a whole month and it's just going to oh, keep coming was, back at you. It wasn't every single time. There's like a year seven's going, sir, did you put this post-it in, post in my in my book? Jürgen Klopp doesn't know what he's doing. No, I didn't. <laughs> give me that post-it. Let me chuck that in the bin. Stupid. Brilliant. <laughs> but, oh, I know, it's jokes. Brilliant. Isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah, kick us off with your um, two truths and a lie, and I'll okay. try and decode these. And I'll ask you a couple of questions about them as well. Okay. So I can try and like figure out which one you're lying about. Okay, so I've had two songs made BBC introducing track of the week on BBC Radio Nottingham. I've been playing guitar for just over eight years, and I love cats. Okay. <laughs> Such so, you a know, random that, last one there. I know, that's what I thought. I thought I'd throw it in because you don't know. But what yeah, the ball's now in your court. I've been just over eight years. Okay. And you love cats? I love them. Have you got any cats? I've got three. Names, looks. Names and looks? Well... Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of them's called Jeff, one of them's called Holly, and the other one's called Phil. Right, okay. Yeah. What are they looking like? What are these, describe these cats to me, because I need to figure well, out, I feel like, I don't know if I feel like this one was just tagged on at the end. Well, um, you know, well, it could be, it might not be, but um, basically they're split between, because my dad's, I live with my dad's and my mum's, like, mm. I split my time between the two. So my dad's got uh, one of them, my mum's got two. Right. So um, my dad's one is like a, it's like a, a, you know, one of them stripy ones. It's hard to okay. describe. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, brown, but it's mean. like got black stripes on it. And yeah, their mum's yeah. got Which... um, two ginger ones. Right. Who's the one that lives at your dad's? The one that lives at my dad's is Jeff. Right. Okay. We'll go for the guitar bit next. Um, were there any reasons for any of the names of the cats? No, just, just because why not? 
right. Yeah, it was just one of the things that it was like when we were going to name them, they were kind of like jokey names because it was like when, yeah, it was just one of the things like you wouldn't call a cat Phil, would you? (laughs) It's like, why would you call a cat Phil? Well, you know, why not? Why not? Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So playing guitar for over eight years, yeah. when does that put you at? You started playing years nine? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just before nine, yeah. Right, so, yeah, that's, that's quite young, isn't it? Primary school? It is, yeah, yeah, pr- pretty. They, they only let me use a triangle in primary school, so. <laughs> well, it's one of the things that when I was in primary school, one of my mates started playing guitar, and I thought it was so cool. I was like, right. oh, my God, he's playing guitar. That is so sick. And then I like it was like the end of the day, I was like, I saw my mum and I was like, mum, I've got to get guitar lessons. Like, this guy's <laughs> playing guitar and I've got to compete with him and all that. And so she was like, okay, well, let's just think about it. We'll think you've never even picked up a guitar before. And I was like, I don't care. Just get me lessons. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how that, that kind of sprung about. And then it was like for the first like five years of playing it, I used to have like, half an hour to an hour's worth of lessons yeah and like, i literally sit in the lesson and like talk to the teacher for probably half the time and then the other half the time i play the guitar and i wouldn't really play the guitar it was just kind of like really basic chords and i was right. awful and then it got to like well this is kind of where it intertwines with one of the other questions because about like favorite albums and stuff because yeah then i was listening to a certain song which I'll reveal later. And then it was yeah. like, yeah, I really want to start playing properly now. And then from there on, I started doing it like a couple of hours a day, every day. And then, yeah, kind of got me to where I am now. Okay, fair enough. That makes so, a lot yeah. of sense. Two songs on the BBC Introducing stage, what were they? Well, uh, the first one was You and I, and the second one was Empire. There were, um, yeah, so it was like Dean Jackson runs a thing called Beat on the Beeb. And he like plays local music uh, mm. as part of BBC introducing. Funny story about Dean Jackson. He was my biology go on, teacher. Go on. He was, was he? My biology teacher, yeah. He's a legend. He's such a yeah, legend. I, I love, love Dean guy. Jackson. Love the guy. Yeah. I mean, to say he was a biology teacher, and and he's like, he's basically discovered Jake Bug and like Saint Raymond, and he's done so much for Nottingham music. It's unreal. Like a biology teacher. I mean, come on. What a legend. And he was an absolute quality biology teacher as well. I bet he um, was. I, I could tell you some stories about him that is just hilarious. There was one <laughs> point where he, um, he he knew how to change the, the, the header on a text message. So basically right. you could send a text message to anybody and he could make it say whatever it wanted to at the top. Really? Oh. yeah but he wouldn't tell any of us how to do it and i was remember i was in all right yeah oh, sir, like oh tell me how to do it i won't do it in my head i'm just going i could have so much fun with this if i'm able yeah, to yeah, yeah. send this with like instead of it saying jay it could say john it could say o2 it could say whatever yeah yeah and yeah he, was, he ended up i don't know if he just did this just in the staff room because he was bored or whether he right. was sat with some of the other lads in sick form yeah but he ended up sending me a message that went this is Vodafone or something like that. Any right. attempts to mess with your pseudo header will result in your phone contract being permanently terminated and potential laws and this and that. And I saw him <laughs> later in the day and I was like, good attempt, sir, but I'm not on that network. And he was like, ah, oh, damn, I was trying to figure out what he was and everyone was with come figure it out. And I was like, that, that's... He's such, I mean, that is, that is like, I mean, he's just a great teacher. I mean, I wish yeah. I'd have had him as a teacher, but like you think about it, the people he's interviewed on his, on his radio show, like 
just he's mad. just royalty, just, full stop. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> Where's his knighthood? Where is the, no, Sir I mean, Dean crazy. Jackson? Where is he at? No one can argue that. Nobody can argue that at all. Um, I'd love to yeah, know so someone who says a bad word about Dean Jackson. Not even any of the kids. Not even any of the kids yeah. that we was with. None of them had anything bad to say about him because he was a quality teacher. He was chilled. Yeah, he, he told you off. But whenever he told you off, it was warranted. And the whole room would be like, yeah, yeah you was being a dick. So you did need to be told off at that point. Yeah. He's basically made like people like clever. And he's oh. just he's just a radio he's a radio presenter and he's like yeah. met like loads of fame he's just it's, it's incredible mad, it? like it's no sense and he's just chilled and I can fully yeah. imagine him like take over from Attenborough yeah like, yeah can you imagine like, if Attenborough was like I'm retiring but yeah. actually uh, uh, Dean, Dean Jackson's Jackson. gonna take over <laughs> Tit stage like, I'm game for this this is brilliant I, yeah I'm, yeah I've got no complaints about this at all fantastic <laughs> um, he is he's just incredible. Right, I tried to write. We was doing two truths and a lie before yeah, we got two, horribly so, yeah. distracted. Yeah. Like, he was telling me the songs that you got on the BBC introducing. Yeah, so um, you and I and Empire. Because I, I know for a fact you've had one. I remember one of them. Because I remember you put it right. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to remember if I've seen another one or if maybe it was on before I started following you. Yeah, or may, maybe I've only had one. Mm. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm, this is what this I'm is... doing with. <laughs> I don't know if this is like a humble brag as well, and I'm just gonna be, and you're gonna be like, I actually had seven, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, go. you never know. <laughs> it could be me just being like, oh no, I've only had two, like only two. <laughs> right. Ah, I. How long ago were the two songs? They were last summer. So one of them was, I think, May, and the other was August. I want to say. Right. Okay. Mm. I am gonna go for the two songs on BBC introducing as the lie. As the lie. I don't know why, but I'm just gonna go with that one. I don't know if there was only one or more. I just feel like either you've had me on with that story about the guitar because I just feel like that was just the truth. Yeah. And I feel well, like the cats one was put in there to throw me off. You never know. Well, well, okay. So I. I will. Um, I'll tell you that the the truth really is that I fucking hate cats. <laughs> I, I'm right. I'm I'm allergic to them. I can't stand them. Brilliant. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was anybody... one way or the other with that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'd throw it in because I thought he's probably going to think, "Oh, that's like obviously it's the lie." But then it's going to be, "Oh no!" But maybe he's made me think that's going to be the lie, so it's going to be one of the other two. Didn't there you go. Didn't, you said, yeah. I did you over that. I did you over. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, no, but yeah, I've, I've actually got a dog. How allergic? How allergic are you to cats? Are you like super? Are you like super allergic to cats? Yeah, like as in like when I go near cats, like my eyes go red. It looks like I've like smoked a joint. Like that's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh. Fantastic. Oh, I was choosing in my head. I was going, ah, oh, that's got to be the lie. It's got to be the lie. The last minute I chose, changed yeah. it. Oh. <laughs> no, I love dogs though. Dogs are like the best things ever. They are. They're just the, the best things ever put on the face of the earth. I, I mean, I don't believe in any of the like, you know, things were put on earth for a reason. Like, you know, evolution happened there. You know, that's, this is a controversial opinion. I don't know why I, I talk, to be honest. I'm going to stop now. 
No, Wesley, dogs are great. Away, mate. <laughs> no, I, um, in my personal opinion, I just, I'm, I'm a bit like a Ricky Gervais where it comes from. Like, I don't believe in like God or anything, but dogs are great. <laughs> yeah, they go. That's, said that, it. That should be the title of your album. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. Um, it might be. That's why not? Nothing else. Just no explanation. Yeah. yeah. It's not even a song on the album about dogs. Yeah. Just dogs, dogs are, are great. great. Yeah. Or it could be like at the end of one of the songs, like you know, like some artists they have like some weird like ending to a song where it's just like quiet for a minute and then just at the end just like coming, dogs are great. And just that's it, just end it. Just Boom. Every that's song, the end of an every album. Song just ends like that. just that's every it, song yeah. Exactly. That's what I've sorted, sort of done. Dean Jackson that's doesn't know what's gonna hit him. <laughs> Do you just say dogs are great? What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's jokes. Right, we'll go. We'll get on with some of the other questions. Yeah, let's do it. Did you do top five old albums and new albums, or did you just do top five albums in general? Well, I did top three of both because I found okay. it really hard. So I did top yeah. three of both. So I was going to also say, I forget you're a baby, aren't you? So yeah, I am. I yeah, know. I but, don't know what's going to be what's going to be old to you. I'm well, going to be like, well, what I've done is I, I've sort of gone. It's as daft as like pre two thousand and ten, as old, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, so pre two thousand and ten. Yeah, when I was yeah. at uni then. Yeah. Yeah, when when that makes more that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but to be fair, I was brought up on like a lot of like older music, but right. I've not really included any of that in my in the sort of top three. So many people that hear that. Yeah, so many people are going to hate me from this. They're just going to hear me say, oh yeah, pre-2010 is old and they're just going to hate me, full stop. But, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) So yeah, so for my, which, what do you want? Do you want like ascending order, descending or? Um, If you've done them in order, go for it. But you're doing your older, your new ones first. I'll do the, uh, I mean, (laughs) what do you want to feel old? Yeah, old, right, okay. Um, So I've done Definitely Maybe by Oasis as three. Um, Okay. A Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay as two. And number one is Paul Carrick, The Story So Far. Now that's the old, like the old school kind of one because it was like a greatest hits album that was released in 2006, but it was all of his songs that are like 80s kind of stuff. All right, I was gonna say that's the only one that I've not heard of. Out of there. Yeah, I mean oh, that that's kind the of the one, that's kind of why I put it in there because not a lot of people have heard of him. But he was like well known for being in bands like Ace and I don't know if you know any of these bands, but like Ace, like um, Squeeze, and he was also he played keyboard for Genesis. This is all useless okay. information. This is why I was never any and good at like science. It's, or it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because like. <laughs> like obviously i'm i'm a hip-hop head so yeah and i obviously like listened to a couple of these albums like, like even like the oasis and the coldplay ones i've heard them like my mates have had them on and yeah people i know have had them on but no i'm always and i and some of the names i hear for artists i kind of hear them going ah oh. like my mate will be like oh have you heard of this and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but then he'll play the song and yeah, like, oh, yeah yeah i know that i know that. yeah you know exactly yeah, yeah. that's it i think yeah. that's one thing like a lot of people will be like, oh, why have you put Oasis in your top three? Like, that's so basic. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Oasis was literally the, like, inspiration for every sort of almost pop, modern pop song at the moment. Because mm. if you speak to anything, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I was brought up on, like, Oasis and definitely maybe was, like, the change of, like, music 
like rock music forever kind of thing. And it's in some mm. cases it's true because like it was such an influential album for everyone. I think whether anybody thinks it's um whether it's just basic or everybody like knows it at the end of the day, mm. everyone knows it for a reason. So of course it's going to be in there and it's influenced me a lot. I mean, there's some banging songs on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's the same sort of thing. I was, I was discussing similar thing with one of my mates about, um, Lauren yeah. Hill's album, for, like, album Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. And he'd not heard of it. And I was like, how have you, I was like, how have you not heard of it? It's like basically the blueprint for every R and B song that's come out. Yeah since like 1999 or whatever and um and when i played him some of the songs he goes, oh that's the j cole sample oh that's the this sample oh, can yeah. you use that oh this is i'm like yeah exactly this is where they've without this i don't know what they would have whether they'd even ever have been anything if that yeah. makes sense well i mean there's those songs that because i was bought because my dad's older he's like 77 mm. now so he's like yeah. he was he, when when i was born he was 59 so he was like older than most people's parents yeah. are and um like he so he used to listen to all like motown like 60s and 70s music yeah. and like that's so that's what kind of i was brought up listening to and it's really interesting to know that i was brought up on that and now i'm listening to things like um drake like i think it's drake who sings hotline bling um yeah. and that song is literally a whole sample of um i think it's in a 70s or 80s song called everybody wants to live together or something and that was like that was a song that that. yeah like that was a song that i was brought up on like that i that my dad used to have on like repeat in the car and i just heard hotline bling and i was like sorry what like no one realizes (laughs) this is an old song but everybody thinks it's the best song in the world and you play them the old song and they're like really that's are you sure that wasn't released after drake (laughs) did you know that i've done the same thing with kids at school like because Stormzy's used a lot of old, yeah, 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 he has quite niche grime tracks and like random tracks. Yeah, and I've picked the sample up, and they've been like, "Oh, like kids are talking about." It. I'd be like, "Oh, that's a sample yeah. from this artist." Then, and I've put it on, and they've been like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "This is why he's an yeah. artist. This is, is where like these are his influencers." Like, yeah, and they're just like, "No, so that's dead." I'm like, yeah. and I'm sat there going like, "But if you like Stormzy and what he's doing, he's doing that in this style. Yeah, how can you, how can you not like it?" Just confuses me, but yeah, I know exactly. No, it sounds like a solid top three, to be fair. I'm gonna have to have a look at that mm. last one, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Not, but, um, no, go for your new ones again. In my okay, so my new, yeah, my my new ones are like post 2010. So, um, a different kind of fix by Bombay Bicycle Club that is just okay. it's been like such an influence to like my writing style now. Um, yeah, it's just an incredible album then. Number two, I put Young Blood by Saint Raymond, who's again, he's like a really local artist, but um I just like love that album. It's incredible. And that was the uh, I remember playing um a game called Forza Horizon and yeah, it was yeah. like a driving game. Um yeah, I on, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. And on the they, they had like different radios and like it was Horizon Radio. I remember this song coming on. <laughs> called brighter days by saint raymond i was like oh this is a banger you know and like it was all it was like i I never really like took notice and then after like probably i don't know a year of playing this game like the new one came out and i and i started playing the old one again this song came on i was like who is this artist saint raymond like i was like is he gonna be some like italian like i don't know it was it was i was just like i've got to look this up like why why would you have a name like saint raymond like this is not to diss him it's just an interesting name people don't normally use other names and what their name is yeah 
and and I was looking and I was like oh he's, he's got more music than this and I was listening to it and then that album came on and then that was it for me like I was like I'm gonna pick up that guitar and start learning some of these songs because yeah. if he can like if he can do it and he's from knots and stuff like surely like I can at least try my best to do it um as well and then that's that's where that that story came from so yeah brighter days that's the reason why I started doing music um and then number one is 0151 by the night cafe i mean it's just it i'm i've got no words for that album it's just incredible <laughs> you can listen that's an album you can listen from start to finish without being on shuffle and listen to it so many times over and not get bored so yeah that's that always my go-to that. album if i'm like yeah when i'm when i'm in the car it's one of it's it the album seems to tell a story because it starts off it's got like a, an intro to the album which leads straight into the second song and it's yeah. just it's a song called finders keepers and it it just like it hypes you up and then the album sort of takes you through a journey of like it slows down there's some sadder songs on it and then like gets right back to the end where it like hypes you up again it's just such a good good song puts you on a journey and like anything that does that to me is is incredible if you can just listen to something and it can take you on a emotional journey it's like you know like watching a really good film or something it's like mm. but there's no visual aids it's literally just you can close your eyes just and listen. listen to it and you can yeah. understand all the different emotions through it it's yeah such a good album love it do you think that there's many albums now that um are, are designed and recorded to kind of be listened to from start to finish or do you no. think there's a bit more of like a playlist culture kind of going on Exactly. Um, no. And um, nowadays, albums don't seem to really sell well. Um, from like, from obviously, I've never released an album, but from listening to like artists talk about it and just generally looking at the market, like nowadays, instead of it being album sales, it's massively into singles, which is why right. instead of like you get in albums that are highly rated and stuff, you normally get mm. a one single on that album is like downloaded so much more than the rest. Right. I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That, it, it is kind of annoying because from an artist's point of view, like obviously you put so much work into an album and so much mm. time and like each song is got so much meaning behind it. And, you know, each song's had probably the same amount of time put into it. And for just one of those songs to um, be appreciated, I guess will be quite irritating, but, you know, it's, I, I think it's just the way that the market's changed. Like you said, because of playlist culture, like not many people will add a whole album to a playlist. Like they'll hmm. add one or two. I mean, I'm, tracks, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm just as bad for it because at the end of the day, if I'm listening to an album, I'm never going to like every single song in it. So I'm just going to add like the songs that I like to a playlist yeah. because, you know, at the end of the day, you skip. If, you, if I'm listening to certain albums, I know for a fact, there are half the songs I will skip because it's just I I I'm not really into them. But that's where yeah. sort of in the like the eighties and seventies, like you couldn't really skip songs because you were listening to it on a vinyl or mm. on a tape, and it was hard to skip past it. You just listened to it as it was. Um, whereas now, with it being so like with streaming service and stuff, with it so easy just to press the skip button, it's yeah, so so one, easy. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. I was gonna say it's like when I obviously started getting into music, it was all CDs and like, yeah. then it went to MP3 players, but even at CDs with like, I don't even if you remember the Sony Walkman that you just used right. to slap your yeah. CD into it, even like in the car and stuff, because you put the, put it on 
and you just listen to the album unless yeah. it was like unless you put it into your computer and you'd made your own playlist and you'd burned yeah, it yeah, off yeah. and, all that and burned it onto the disc and stuff yeah it was pretty much just the cd goes in you listen to it and i think i'm always quite um old school like that like i love an album that's been put together to be an album yeah yeah and opposed to because you can so tell the difference can't you from when it's just an artist has got 12 songs that they've released and then you just, they yeah. just put them onto an album and go this is an album i'm like it's not it's no just yeah exactly yeah got. exactly like, exactly i think that's just where the culture's gone now it's like hmm. it's, so many artists are doing so many different styles of music now i think that's why that's why like uh like albums have gone where they are because there's so many different things on one album it's hard to make them sound it's hard to put them in an order to make them sound like they're supposed to be yeah there if that makes sense because because everybody wants something different it's so hard to please yeah. um yeah exactly so like to create an album that is so specifically in one direction mm it's risky it's dead risky mm. and like you say because people again like there aren't any, many albums that literally that album is like a song an interlude a song an interlude a song an interlude that and it all joins together yeah because and that is again it's risky because you spend you put a lot of time into the, like the pieces of music in between songs but people are, aren't going to add an interlude to their playlist are they they're just no. not going to do that they they'll add like a proper song you don't find people adding like intros to songs and all that kind of stuff. You don't find people doing that. No. So it's, it is, it's, um, it's an interesting topic because that obviously the way that music's been for, well, forever is that you release a single and then you release an album, but albums just aren't selling that well anymore. So do you still release albums? Do you just do a load of singles and then put them together in an album and hope that, people will buy the album because they've liked the singles or like the singles yeah yeah it's just difficult to do because like you say with with streaming services now people just add certain songs to a playlist mm. and they just stick to that playlist and just play it on shuffle so yeah yeah because i mean I'd, i've i can't say i've in the past year no probably the past two years yeah i've bought an album i haven't i've just added it on mm. apple music or spotify that's just just because it's uh, you know you can pay monthly like yeah. 14 pound a month and if you went down to hmv or whatever are they still around didn't they go bust or something <laughs> i think they went bust but they, they're back mm. i'm sure yeah. they're in victoria but, you know if somewhere. you went down to hmv like an uh, like a cd is going to cost 10 pounds so if you like download mm. two albums a month like you've already paid for itself apple music whereas if you went to hmv it's going to cost you like 20 quid just for these two albums and half the songs you're not going to listen to so yeah, no, it's a, it's a true thing. Like I always used to think that when I used to download music, like going, oh, I don't know if I want to spend fifteen quid on this album because I don't know if I'm gonna like it. Yeah, like, um, and it's like, what well, I've got at the minute, I don't know why, but I've just started collecting vinyls. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't even have a vinyl player at the minute. I've ordered three, <laughs> and they've all been crap, and I've ended up sending them all back. Yeah. And I've got a lot of the, um, like, for me, in, like, the music I like, 2019 was probably the best year of music for a long mm. time. Um, I, I think to, I'd, 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 I'd agree with you there, to be honest. Just, and it was, I was quite surprised at the amount of actual albums that came out mm. in that year, just actually being like, 
Oh, but like, I don't know if you know, if you know who Kano is. Not really, no. He's a, he's a London rapper, but and he's been around right, since yeah. like 2004, 2005. Yeah. And the last album we did, Hoodies All Summer, he did it as a his like basically it was his journey through music. All right, yeah. So if you're listening to the album, you can kind of get the garage vibes, you can get the reggae vibes, you can get the grime vibes, you can get yeah. the more melancholic vibes you can get them more like chilled out vibes as the album's kind of going and it's picking up and moving around and stuff and i remember that when that came out i just listened to that i lay on the floor and had it on my speaker and i just yeah. listened to it and i was like this is incredible like this is on an i've not heard an album which has kind of been put together like this for a long time and i remember yeah. watching a documentary where he was kind of talking about some of the songs like normally he'll listen to a, a song or he'll write some lyrics and then kind of find it to match. And it's not a massive yeah. process to, for him to like write a song. Because but there was one that he was working with and playing with for two years. Yeah. Because he wanted a specific sound. He wanted a specific set of lyrics and all this sort of stuff. And you know, I was listening to him talk about it. And I was like, that's mad. I didn't even realize that because of what you was trying to create, you had such a clear idea of it. And you just yeah. went about going, that is what I want to happen. And that is what I'm going to do regardless yeah. of... Well, I mean, I I know people who've who've been working on songs for well over a year that they've they've written, and it's just that they want it perfect, and like they keep going yeah. back to it and trying to get like the right sounds. And I mean, to me, it sounds like I'd listen to it and I'd be like, "This is insane. This is great," but it's yeah. just not what they in, they envisage envisage it. To be, it to yeah. Be. yeah, exactly. So it's it's just it's difficult because when you I, I I mean I understand it where you've written a song you want it to be something but you just can't quite get it to be like that mm. and you can play it to people and they'll be like this is really good like is this not what you were aiming for and you're like not really like I want no, it to yeah, sound yeah. like this and they're like it's still good I mean it's a recent one that I know of it is Harry Styles where he was on about his album and saying that the the song that took the longest to record was watermelon sugar because it took like I think he said something like nearly two years because it started off as something and then they finished recording it and it was like nah I don't think this is going to make the album and it was just pushed to the side for like six months and then they came back to it and like reworked it and it's one of the things mm. that I think that a lot of artists do is they take a song and they get it to a stage and they just think it's not getting to where they want it to and they just like push it to the side and don't come back to it yeah um I think that's such like a a common thing to happen as a an artist because it frustrates you when you want something to when you know how you want something to sound yeah. and you just can't get it to sound like that. It's so mm. frustrating and you just get to a point where you're like where you just like I I don't want to do this anymore. I guess it's like any any like hobby that you've got where it's like you're I don't know in in your sense like when you do like your stand up like writing a joke mm. and you just can't quite get the yeah uh, i mean how how would you go about that if you're like going to like write a, a stand-up routine like how would you start would you like start with a punchline or because i know i've like i've heard jimmy Carr say he mm. starts with a punchline and works his way back or do you start with like stories or what what's well, your way kind of going of, about it it's kind of been a bit of both because obviously like i'm quite new to it and um yeah some bits the jokes came to me so that i've got one joke um about about david attenborough right. um and I was like, that's an hilarious joke, but I need to find the bit to frame it yeah, so yeah. that it works. But then I've also had some that are just stories that I've told for like five years, 10 yeah. years maybe. Well, I know where this story starts, but actually I don't have the punchline at the end for it. Yeah. So it's, it's a funny, amusing story. I'll get laughs throughout it, but I need something at the end of it that is going to be like, 
there's the big joke the for peak it. Yeah. of it yeah 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 i guess I, I guess that's quite i don't know whether comedians is but you know where they get to the end and they have to make something up do you find yourself doing that where you your comedy is you, is it all like truths or are you like do you make up certain things just for the, a, the jokes it's a bit of both I, I haven't had to make up too much but yeah. i imagine the more that i do yeah but that there's so many like open mics in nottingham because yeah, when i've are. got a joke i've done some and i've gone out and i've in a two-week period i can try it at six different places yeah and there's been some jokes that i've done that have landed in five out of six of those places and i've been like no actually that's actually a good joke that needs to stay in there but then there's been some that i've kind of been ah that's good but i need to just refine that a little bit i just need to figure out how i'm going to deliver this how i'm going to do this um do you ever find that that one joke works really well in one place but another place it flops like massively i've had some some that i've done a joke that has worked every single set i've done which is one of those i'm like I'm not even worried about this joke because I know it's going to be funny. I know people yeah. are going to laugh at it. And I've told the joke. And one of the other comedians that's quite experienced is going like, Jay, if you know a joke's good, you need to, it sounds big headed, but you need to kind of give time for people to laugh and come back to the room. Yeah. And um, I remember then doing the joke and just being like, I'm waiting. And nobody laughed. Oh, man. And I was just like, Oh, this is funny though. I know this is funny. Yeah. I've done this like I've done this like twenty five times, and yeah. it's, it's funny every <laughs> single time. But then it's just that kind of like because um, it's my dad. When I just started it, he goes to me, "Yeah, Jay, what you probably need to do is," and he doesn't really know. He what he comes to comedies with me, and we watch stuff on TV. Yeah. But apart from that, he I don't think he knows that much to do yeah. with writing comedy. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, you probably need to write a bunch of sets, and when you turn up to somewhere, figure out which jokes you're gonna do." And I remember yeah. saying to him, that's mental, Dad. That's No, I'm going to have my set. It's going to work. It's going to be funny, and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's more in the open mic sort of stuff, and you get such different crowds everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I've had to do sometimes. There's been some that I've had to edit my jokes because, like, if I've wrote a joke about Pokemon, and there's only three people in there that are below 30, yeah, that's going to be yeah. a wasted joke. It's not going exactly, to go anywhere. Yeah. They're not um, going to understand. And if, I, and if I say something that's a little bit on the border of whether people think it's okay or whether they think it's too dark, yeah. depending on the crowd, some people might be like, oh, I don't like that joke. Oh, we shouldn't have mentioned that. Like I had a, a woman come up to me after one of my sets that actually went really well. And she yeah. was like, oh, yeah, um, I like that. But um, because I'm a, I'm a primary head school teacher, head school teacher that wasn't even a sentence head teacher at a school um, yeah. primary head head, <laughs> head oh school teacher God. you can tell i've not been at work for so long haven't you primary head teacher head yeah. teacher at primary school is what doing I'm that to say. yeah um, and she was just like i don't know if i could laugh at that joke because you were joking about pedophiles or this or the content of it i don't yeah. think he was laughing yeah. at. and i remember just being like okay and i was yeah. like i don't know what you, i was like i don't know what you want me to do with that like I'm, what, yeah where do i go laugh, you don't, yeah you don't need to you're laugh, the fine, you're like. the only one in the room who didn't laugh and it's like i can't just change a joke because everyone else like because yeah, you're, you're like, just don't like it that was it and it was that kind of weird thing where she was just the way she said it was like i found it funny but because of yeah. what i do I, I chose not to laugh at it yeah but i'm just kind of like i hear people make jokes about teachers about this schools kids and I piss yeah. myself because I'm just like, that's funny. It's a joke. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're up there trying to make people laugh. And if you're going to get all 
uppity about things. Um, right, what's the next one that I've got? Oh, that was that. Um, the album that got you into music, and I remember you half mentioned it earlier. Yeah, which was again, it was Youngblood by Saint Raymond. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, initially it was. I mean, if if you're talking about that got me into sort of listening to music, then you're on about again like Paul Carrick and um, yeah. all the Motown stuff because like that's what I was brought up on. Like I love that music. I love it so much. Mm. You know, um, like Stevie Wonder, like Martha and the Vandellas. Like there's there's so many like incredible like songs that have come from Motown. I mean, they're, yeah, they're they're just like. But in terms of that got me into performing is young blood by St. Raymond because it, right, it just, yeah. again, it, it, it was that thing that I, I, he's like a local lad. He's from Nottingham that I found out. And it was one of the things like, damn, like you don't have to come from London to have like done something decent, like yeah. decent in music. And, and that was, mm. that was a, a big thing for me. Yeah. Well, it, it was also the fact that as well, he'd got his song onto a driving game. Like of all things, <laughs> but that that's how it that that was like what made me think shit. Like <laughs> you could do that, and like you could do that for for example, your song could be put on it, and then someone else could do exactly what you've just thought about. Oh damn! Well, if he can do it, then I can do it. Kind of thing. I can and do that it. Was, yeah, and just kind of keeps it rolling, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Was there any was there any albums or songs or artists that almost put you off music or off a genre? I think I don't think. I'm really not against. I'm I'm not really into like rap and that kind of thing. Yeah. But like there there are some tracks that you think by like H and like some tracks by Drake that you can just tell they've gone like and took a basic beat from anywhere and they've just kind of yeah. rapped over it and it annoys me because you can tell there's not a lot of effort being put into that but people mm. like it and whereas like from a musician point of view I've been sat on my bed for hours and hours and hours and still nothing's come and like yeah. that's just but I, I, again, that brings it to that that thing where you're comparing yourself to other people and like it's something mm. that you can't change. So why complain yeah. about it? But again, it's, it's just my style of music. That's not really what mm. I'm into. It's, it's always a bit of a weird one as well because obviously I'm into my rap and I hear that yeah. sort of stuff. And when I hear an artist that I know can be amazing, but they've they've just made like a, a summer song. Yeah. So it just plays and they make a, a million off it or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. I kind of sit there kind of go like, ah, oh, but. Like like H for example, there's some of his stuff that I I absolutely love. Yeah, and there's some of it that I'm kind of like, oh, I really couldn't care less. If it comes on a playlist, yeah. I just skip it. And I I know what you mean because I'm sometimes like, oh, but I know you're capable of doing something. Well, that's better. that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, there's there's certain things like exact like I will listen to Stormzy because I just think it's incredible what he's he does. Like there's hmm. some songs of his that I think that's actually really clever blinded by your grace part two i mean i know mm. it's not rap and all that and it's not it's not what he goes by it's more kind of the pop side of things but yeah i still think that song's incredible it's so good and mm. and what he's done like the also the message that's carried in that song it's mm. it, i mean how can you not like it kind of thing what else have i got on this list here that was it um was there an album that um you'd like to listen to for the first time again so if you could erase it from your memory and listen to it again for the first time. I think um, there, there are a few that I'd really like to. I think probably um, it's a difficult question, that a really difficult question because there are so many. There's a, a, one that I would really like to listen to again is Frank by um, Easy Life. I mean, it's not... Okay 
the fact that it, it's not an album, it's an EP, but it's just, I can remember listening to that for the first time and I've never really been into that kind of music where it's really heavily produced and I yeah. mean, I love Easy Life so much now, but it was, everybody was listening to it at the time and I thought, like, what is this about? And I listened to Pockets, which was their, like, their first single, I think, and mm-hmm. I, I thought, I don't know about this, I'm not really, not really sure about it and then, I started listening into more of their stuff and I think it was by the time I got to listening to Frank, that's where it hit me about how good they were. And definitely yeah. I'd love I'd love to get that feeling again of listening to that and going, Yeah, that that moment where it clicks in your brain where because it's I've had it a few times with so many different things where I'm like, Do I like this? Do I really like this mm-hmm. or do I not like it? And it's one of, and it's really difficult. It's like Marmite, you either love it or you hate it. And it was one of the things that as soon as I realized I loved it, that was it. I didn't go back. Everything I listened to from then, it was it was that same feeling of this is so brilliant. So at the end of the day, I when I when I first listened to Pockets, I was like, this is all right. And then after I got listening to Frank and I had that click moment, I went and listened back to Pockets and I thought it was genius. I thought it was so, so yeah, good. And yeah, I had yeah, it on repeat. Gone back and for, you've yeah, gone back to it. Exactly. I had it on repeat for weeks. Um, and and it was at that moment I thought, how did I like question this at first? Like, why did I think it wasn't that good? Mm. And now suddenly I love it. It's, 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 yeah, yeah it's that, that's one definitely one things. I'd go to, definitely. That's nice. I like that. Is there a gig you'd like to experience for the first time again? A gig? That's a really. Mm. I think one of the best gig. One of the best gigs I went to was. Um, I'd probably have to say um, Kaiser Chiefs at Rock City. It okay. was kind of my first experience at Rock City, and they yeah. were just yeah. It was it was great. But another gig that I think. I think that's the best gig I've I've been to was Kaiser Chiefs because it was my first like proper moshy kind of gig and it was mm. yeah I just loved it. But if I was going to experience a gig again just for the feeling of like how amazing it was, I went to see a band called Fat White Family. Um, they're not okay. they're not really my genre of music, but my mate wanted to go um, and she was like, oh, what, one of my friends has told me about this and it's going to be really good. Will you come with me? I said, yeah, sure, why not? You know, it'll be a night yeah. out and stuff and. Um, I went along to it and it was just, it was mental. It was absolutely yeah. mental. Like at one point, I'm pretty sure the lead singer got his dick out on stage and just started <laughs> whacking it around. And like, it was mental. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? But it it was just that whole experience where you just kept, I kept turning around and looking at Katie and I was like, what, what the hell is this? Like, what yeah, am what I experiencing happening? right now? <laughs> but yeah, that's I'd love nice. definitely, that's, that's the one that I'd love to go back and experience again. No, I know what you mean by that. Like, I used to work at the ice arena as like a steward kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I saw all sorts of artists, and I remember I, I want to say Iron Maiden. It was, but I can't right. remember. Yeah. It's it's so far from the music I enjoy. Yeah. But once you collect the tickets and everyone sat down, you just kind of stood watching it. So you just kind of stand watching mm. it. And um, I remember them coming out and doing their 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 set, and I was stood there going like, "This is an amazing show." Like this is incredible what's happening yeah, here. Like, I would never, yeah. I'd never sit at home and put headphones in and listen to any of these songs. But yeah. What they're doing with this is in, is mad. There was one point, and this is your, your part of the story reminded me of this. They came out on a giant mechanical penis, 
And I'm talking, this was a good 10 foot big. Yeah. And one of them <laughs> wow. just sat on top of it and was like riding it around the stage. And then he like turned and pointed to the fans. And then it just started firing foam out of it all over the... And he was just directing it, just yeah. spraying it everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. while these guys are going for it. So I remember stood there just being like, what the what is, fuck yeah. is happening here? Like, I've seen so many gigs yeah. here from... I've seen Chris Brown, yeah. I've seen JLS, I've seen Katie Pitt, yeah. you know, like, all sorts of such different people here. And this guy's just brought a 10-foot dick out and sprayed people <laughs> with foam everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there going, like, I don't know what's happening, but this is mad. I'm never going to go to anything that's similar yeah. to this again. Yeah. I think that's the brilliance of live music is mm. you would you would listen to things you'd never listen to at home. Like you'd never put your headphones in and specifically listen to that. But if you go and see them live, it is yeah. totally different, totally different. Yeah, I think that's why festivals are so good because it forces mm. you to listen to people you'd never listen to. Right, yeah, I've got another, another one for go you. On. Um, go on. Is, um, so which artist do you think would make the best or possibly the worst superhero? Um, and what would their power be? Powers. That's, I mean, it is a good... I, I, I have a few in mind that would be, mm. like, really good, but I think the ultimate... I don't know whether he'd be a superhero or a villain, but Noel Gallagher. You just imagine, <laughs> right, okay. like, the, the carnage he'd cause. Like, if you, <laughs> if you gave him the power to, like, I don't know, control people's minds or or ju- just in general, if you just made him prime minister of the country, imagine what would happen. <laughs> it would be bedlam. Uh, it's like a Deadpool kind of character. Yeah, exactly. He like, he already, he, like... like multiple interviews, you've already heard him say he thinks he's God. Like he thinks of himself as God. So imagine if he had that power. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. I mean, let's be fair, he couldn't do a worse job at running the country, could he? To be no, fair. that's true. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the person we've got at the moment, you know, is um, uh, he's not that, the not the that's favorite. A whole other podcast, isn't it? It is. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant yeah yeah like, who would you who's your sure. who's your superhero then oh you not thought about this oh, have you I've not. do you know what i've wrote these questions and every now and again someone yeah. asks me the question and i just go oh it stumps you hmm, that's a good question i've not put any thought to that but i know um, how you're on about earlier you were like oh i'm gonna try and like you know st- stun you with some of these questions and make you think yeah, oh shit you, like how do i answer you're not this supposed to- you're yeah, not, not supposed, supposed to stun you. Me. That's not where it's going to go. <laughs> um, I feel like it would probably be, if it's like American I'm thinking about, it'd maybe be like Dr. Dre. Yeah. And and he'd be that kind of, um, I don't know if he'd be the, the Batman or the Alfred. Because I, <laughs> right. feel, I feel like he has these plans that kind of, and like the things that he does and like some of the music that he's made and the artists that he's brought up and where yeah. they've gone and what they've done. Like, I feel like he thinks about them more than most people. Yeah. And I feel like he'd just be like a, a super hyper intelligent kind of, or like been able to see the future and stuff. Cause I mean, like yeah. at what yeah. point is he going to have seen Eminem in a trailer <laughs> park rapping and go, ah, you're going to be one of the biggest rappers of yeah. all time. Yeah. Exactly. Come over yeah. here with me. Yeah. I'm going to introduce you into a world where everyone's going to look at you and go, a white rapper, are you, t- are you taking the piss? Yeah. The last one we had was Miller Ice. Yeah. Um, and then just be like, here he is. And everyone's been like, holy shit, this is incredible. Um, yeah. And, and even just like in the UK rap scene, thinking of people like Kano or Wretch 3-2 or someone like that, 
the longevity, yeah. the quality, and just the um, and the way that they don't ever release anything twice the same. I feel like they're the ones that I'd give that I'd say be superheroes because I feel like they just do the right thing with it. Yeah, hundred percent. I, you know I, I mean. totally agree with but you. Then, on that. I'm trying to think on the flip side. I think there'd be a couple of villains. Like I imagine one of these shit mumble rappers would easily be a villain. For me yeah. Because I yeah. Fucking hate everything they do. Like <laughs> they're just there to ruin music. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you just go, it's not a song. Like just, just piss off. Like I can't deal with it. But You're... if you could pick three artists to go for multiple drinks with, who would they be and why? Oh, oh that is, that is a very good question. Um... Living or dead. They could be dead. Okay, I've got the ability okay. to bring people back from the dead, so that's fine. Okay. And you can pick particular versions of people as well. Right, so, yeah, so have them like, at certain points in their career. Yeah, like, I want the 1999 version of this person. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or something yeah. like that. That's that's a good question. Was you born? You yeah. wasn't even born in 1999, was you? I know. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus you can hear stories Christ. about people, don't you? I think oh. that's a really, really you're just, you're just making one. me feel super old, you are. <laughs> I was born in 2002. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's a good question. Um, Ooh. I think there are so many, like, obvious options that people will be like, oh, you know, imagine, like, going out for drinks with, like, a... A, a Liam Gallagher in like off his head mm. on coke in like 1995 <laughs> just after they'd released the album or something or um that's it's difficult I think I think one one of them would be Alan McGee who was the guy who discovered Oasis mainly because I mean the stories he'd tell about right yeah just, yeah and I've also yeah. I, saw, I saw him a couple of uh, months ago at college and he just came in and did a talk and he was honestly it was just he seemed like such a sound guy I think definitely yeah. him um then probably it's really difficult I don't know um I told you some of them will cause you some stress yeah definitely it's gonna cause me. I think I feel like Graham Norton I feel like Graham Norton would be just a good laugh okay. like definitely Graham Norton and one last one one last one probably Ricky Gervais Ricky I feel nice. like that would be yeah. a really good balance like yeah yeah I, definitely 100% Ricky Gervais would I be can in there. see that being a good night out to yeah be fair. yeah definitely I think Ricky no. Gervais in his point now, like all of them in nowadays present, like how they are yeah. now, because yeah, I think it would just be brilliant. I'm going to name two albums and okay. one of them you have to decide, which is erased from everybody's memory and never existed. Oh, right. Okay. And, and it's quite interesting because the two that I picked before we even start the podcast yeah. were in your top albums. Were they? Yeah. Right, um, okay. So I feel like I've done a good job there. I feel like yeah, albums. because especially um, as I didn't say them before, so yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you did, and I, yeah. I just kind of I was looking around and I was like, oh yeah, I think this one versus this one would be a good, okay, a good one to kind of go between. Definitely, maybe, yeah. and a rush of blood. Which one, if you had to, would you delete from history? That is so. It's really difficult because I know how big of an influence definitely maybe was to mm. Coldplay and that album. But at the end of the day as well, that album is just incredible. That is really difficult. Because, um, I mean, there, there are songs on the album like Amsterdam and Green mm. Eyes. And I mean, just I mean, one of the most popular ones off it, Clocks, is just incredible. Um, but if you delete it, definitely maybe... Oasis probably wouldn't have been around and they probably wouldn't have influenced such like incredible 
music. So I'd probably have to say you'd right. have to get rid of a Russian blood to the head. Mm, right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's funny because you in your in your list of three top albums you ordered them with Russia Blood above. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe. I know. But that, you'd be getting rid of that. Yeah. But yeah, as, I get why. I get why. Yeah. 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 It's one of the things as well because because I know Oasis has influenced more of my influences than what. Cold yeah, that makes Play sense. Has. It's yeah, like that makes sense. Okay, no, I like that. Um, Liam or Noel? Noel, all the way. Easy, why? Easy. That was, that was a very that yeah. was a that was a, a synopsis. I know, response. I know. That I was, didn't even have to think like, about I'm that. Done. <laughs> because why? Noel, because I feel like, well, I just feel like Liam's a bit of a knobhead, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Um, Noel's, uh, I've, Noel's a talented one, basically. And if I ever meet Liam Gallagher, he'll probably punch me in the face. But it's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that the podcast will reach him. If it does, no, that's I mean, epic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> reach for brilliant. the stars. Let's reach for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Noel all the way. That was a no-brainer for me. No-brainer. What else is there? Only I've only got a few more actually on it. Okay, I was going to say. Um, what are your shower songs? Do you sing in the shower? Shower songs. Oh, that is. I've got an out. Right, I've got a playlist on my phone called Mad Good. Right, and it's just it's just a, a <laughs> whole playlist of bangers. I'm trying to. I think there's, I think there's about maybe two hundred songs on it, and Brilliant. it's just like banger after banger. I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through it like at the top of it, like Sam Fender, uh, Harry Styles, Easy Life. Bombay Bicycle Club. There's a guy called Dandelion, and he is just mm. amazing. He's he's completely different to any style in music I've like I listened to or that I influenced yeah. from, but he's just so good. Um and like they've got the Smiths on there, Night Cafe. It's that is difficult. But I think the one that I go to at the moment, like that I hit play before mm. I put shuffle on, is Petty yeah. Crimes by Easy Life. Petty Crimes by Easy Life. Right, okay. Just just so good. So so good. Nice, I like it. Uh, um, and the last one that I've got is, um, and it doesn't have to be in terms of music, it can be anything. Yeah. Um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice? Um, mm. That is that is really, again, it's, it's, there's, there's so many things. There's, um, there's so many, like so many, different piece of vibe but there's one there's one thing that always sticks in my brain that it was it was my, one of my granddad's sayings that he always used mm. to say um and it was if at first you don't succeed try try again um yeah. i don't know where he got that from but he always used to say it and it was it's another thing that um it's like my dad we always compare him to del boy you know like only fools and horses nice. because yeah. he's always yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always like oh you know this time next year we'll be millionaires and um and I was like, for God's sake, you're 77 now, dad. Like, come on, like, give it a rest. Um, but he yeah. was like, yeah, but your granddad used to say, if at first you don't succeed. And um, that was that was it. So that that's probably the best advice. Again, it was one, just one of the things about like, you know, just you never give yeah, up. No, like if that. you believe enough in something, then it's always going to come to you, but just in yeah, time. Go out and get it, yeah. That's it. Mm. Well, that's everything for me, Jack. That's it. Um, All right, apart then. from that i want to say thank you that's been yeah. a good it's been good i've enjoyed yeah, well, that thank you for having I me i, I, I really enjoyed it i don't know how I we know. did two hours that is, i don't um, know how one of the, you know what i can talk
thank you very much for listening to episode three don't forget to share and subscribe if you did enjoy it let me know what you think to it as well if you've got any topics you want me to cover let me know but apart from that thank you very much for listening i'll be back next week